I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. I am excited to bring you a Tuesday truth today. This Tuesday truth is going to relate to relationships. So we know that BPD is one of the many personality disorders that can be diagnosed. And unfortunately, with having borderline personality disorder, there are things that has, have been disrupted along the way developmentally, like a strong sense of moral awareness and ability to regulate emotions, trust in other people and in yourself, confidence. And so the more that pattern continues, the more depression and anxiety results and it becomes this very intense cycle and it's hard to figure out what is true. And one of the things that I see happen in relationships, even with people, honestly, that don't have BPD, is that there's a relational perception issue that breaks down in a conflict. And so here today, I want to give you four Tuesday truths. This is for you. If you have been diagnosed with impulsive personality disorder, emotionally unstable personality disorder, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, or BPD, it's for everyone on that spectrum there that I want to give you four surefire ways, like a choose-your-own-adventure, that you can do to find truth in the midst of a relational perception issue. So we had a podcast that we did on the Mighty Network, and Jay was saying he was describing an incident, and I'm going to use this incident as a connection point for you guys. I feel like maybe that's this story will help put in perspective these four steps. So... Oftentimes, I get a question of why does it seem like in arguments I'm always talking about me? We always have to talk about my BPD and what I've done wrong. I feel like we're always working on all the things I've done wrong, right? And that's tough because, unfortunately, the person who has big emotions, and that would be you if you're listening and you have BPD, that you have a difficult time with regulating that emotion, and that emotion creates a narrative. And so you're kind of counted out of being able to have like a valid perspective. And I really hate that for you. That's why I want you in your journey to be working on emotional regulation. Name your emotions. Tame your emotions. By naming them, defining them, engaging in an emotional regulation strategy, go ahead back and I've talked about that in previous episodes. You want to turn down that sympathetic nervous system response so that you can then be engage in solution focused thinking versus problem focused thinking right problem focused thinking is like if I say hey Jay can you do the laundry and he says yeah I'll do it and then I a couple hours pass and he hasn't helped me with the laundry and he I I look at it and I go oh man he doesn't love me he doesn't care about me the way I care about him he just wants to pile all this housework up on me he is just so neglectful of me he's just a man he's just this and that and Oh, typical husband, right? I could say all of those things. And in doing that, I have this kind of emotion that's created there, right? And that's a problem. All I have is an attack on his character and a problem. And the more I think and vent and the more I continue on that train of emotional thought, the more problem I have with this scenario. I have no solution and love is gone out of that, right? Subtly, I can look and see Do I love this person? Why can't I just swallow that pride, swallow that resentment, swallow that bitterness and go, hey, babe, can I remind you I really do need help with that laundry today? 
why would that not be my correct response? And the answer to that is because my response, especially if I'm in recovery, is going to be based on the problem and then the pain. And that problem becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and the pain becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And then there's a tantrum or an episode or an outburst or a shutdown and a stonewalling because it's, it becomes about trust and attachment and not about the laundry anymore which is an example of a relational breakdown. So we want to become people who are solution-focused, right? So what happens if this breakdown occurs in a relationship? Let's use this laundry as an example. What do I do? So I want to create a choose-your-own-adventure path here. So if a relational perception issue occurs, so in this example of laundry, what was the issue, right? The, the issue was in my frustration, my perception was that Jay was purposely not doing the laundry, like purposely neglecting it so that I would have to do it, right? Okay, as I say it, it's, it doesn't sound right, but I know many of you can relate to that, right? Like if your partner comes home with some food and didn't offer you any, right? That's another example. Or if they're out with their friends and they don't invite you, right? The perception breakdown there is you did x and because you did x you don't love me you're gonna leave me you're gonna abandon me I'm uncomfortable I'm I've lost trust there's that big emotion that fear that anxiety that depression lack of confidence and then there's that narrative maybe the person on the receiving end like let's look at Jay in the laundry I know for a fact that his thought was and we talked about this on the mighty network you know definitely check that out if you're looking for some more support but not exactly individual sessions but anyway he says that he was like I forgot <laughs> whoops like can you forgive me why would I purposely just not do that everyone needs laundry everyone needs the clothes to get washed of course but that's a, an example of a relational breakdown. So I'm at the point in my recovery and I want to offer this as hope to you, not like, look at me, I, I really don't feel that way. But I do want to encourage you and say at this point in my recovery, I can slow down and maybe get frustrated, but understand that his forgetting to do a chore or not thinking to tell me something or that I perceive to be important or not bringing me food or any of those things, not putting away the lawn furniture for those of you in the Mighty Network community. None of those things are about me. They're not attacks on my character. They're not his attempts to tell me that his life is more important than mine. His relaxation is more important than mine. They're not attempts for him to tell me he doesn't love me as much as I love him. None of those things. And so I can move through that now. And so my hope for you and my encouragement and words of encouragement to you today are that you can too. Hang in there. Hang in there. That's your Tuesday truth. You can. But what do you do in the meantime? How about when I didn't know? What did I do, right? That's why you're here. Okay. The first thing that I want you to ask yourself if relational perception issues break down, so if you feel and believe that, that something happened a certain way, but you are in disagreement with your partner who is saying that they didn't mean to do this thing a particular way, you have to ask yourself, number one, pause the, the episode as I'm talking after I've said these tips so that you can write them down as a tip. One, what is your framework? Meaning, what is the framework for your identity? What does your vision board and moral compass tell you in terms of how you should behave so that you can increase your level of more moral awareness? And then I want you to ask yourself, what broke down? Right? How can you build it back up? So my framework in this example of laundry is I want to be a kind person. I want to be selfless. I want to be compassionate. I want to have self-discipline. 
So what broke down in my framework is compassion. I was overwhelmed and stressed and I didn't have kindness and compassion towards my partner. So I want to build that back up because I want to, and, and by doing that, in doing that, I'm going to feel like I have more stable footing. So I have to ask myself, was I compassionate? All right. No matter whether or not at this point, I believe that he did it to me on purpose. My responsibility and the only thing I can choose is how I behave, right? What I did. So was I compassionate? Did I act in accordance to my framework that I created in order to be able to behave in a way that's morally more mature and aware than it was before I started recovery? Would my role model engage in this behavior? And you can ask if, if you're a partner and you don't have BPD and you're listening, you can ask yourself this as well because everyone is on a journey, right? Everyone can use support in being their best person person. All right, step two. Are you both arguing perception? So if you're in an argument, you have to ask yourself, what are you arguing? Are you arguing whose feelings created the correct story? Because in that case, if I were an outsider and I wanted to find the truth, let's define truth again. It's the objective, observable experience. Right now, there is a lot of snow covering our property lots of it <laughs> if you came here you would agree I, I'm not just saying I feel like there's a lot of snow outside there is there is a lot of snow that is not relative truth that is absolute truth you can see it I can see it anyone who came here would see it and would be able to agree with that right so if you came to my house and you said there's no snow on the ground well we'd be arguing perception if jay said no i didn't attack you and i said yes you did because you didn't do the laundry well that's us arguing perception you're not going to get anywhere there so if you're the answer is yes we're arguing perception then it's important to take space step three is to rewrite your maps so i mentioned a book that i was i really like it um last episode called mindsight by Daniel Siegel. If you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to do that. Go ahead and check it out. And he talks about having a, you, a me map. That's a map of what I've been through, my history and my experiences. And then he talks about me having a you map. That's a map of your experiences or whoever I'm in relationship with that bears relevance in that moment. And then a we map. Well, how are we doing together in relationship with one another? What is our history? What are our experiences? So you want to take space and you want to rewrite your me, you, and we map so that you know why a person is behaving the way that they're behaving. So in this example, my me map is I don't mind doing the laundry myself most of the time until I'm overwhelmed and then I want help. I know that about myself. My you map for Jay is he actually doesn't think of these things and so sometimes he needs a reminder because he's busy too. He has things to do as well. And sometimes he forgets because he's human and my we map is together. I don't need to get angry or argue. I can just ask him and remind him and forgive him because he's not attacking me, right? So that you, me, and we map brings me to a place where I have two choices now because I can still be prideful and stubborn, right? I can choose resentment and bitterness. Lots of people do who, who don't listen to podcasts like this, who, who don't struggle with personality disorders. They'll say, well, they just that's just the way they are. 
right? And that choice to choose resentment or bitterness, that's just the way they are. And they're, they're going to continue to do that. And there's nothing I can do about it. And my husband will always put his laundry next to the laundry basket. And my kids will always do this and speaking in absolutes and really not f- choosing forgiveness and humility. So at this point, you've done your three steps. What was your framework? How did it break down? Are you arguing perception? Understanding that especially having BPD, your perception is not something to be argued because it's based on feelings and truth and narrative truth and trauma truth. It's not based in objective, observable, absolute truth. The third thing I want you to do is rewrite your maps. You have a you, a we, and a, and a me map. Who is that person? Is that something that they would do based on the map that you've drawn that describes who they are and how they would behave? And how about that we map? What are you missing? And then you get to choose your own adventure. I like to write stories. That's something that I had done in my mind. And so in recovery, I would write a story. What if I chose resentment and bitterness in this interaction? What if I chose to hold it against my husband that he forgot to do the laundry? That would look like disconnection. That would look like lack of eye contact, not sitting with the person, accusing him of not wanting to be with me. Accusing him of being mad at me is another one, lashing out at him. Not having meals together as a family, having my child involved in this intense interaction, resentment, bitterness. Next time time comes to do the laundry, feeling that come up again, holding on to that, being a prisoner of that kind of emotion. Okay? And what if I chose a different adventure? What if I choose forgiveness and humility? What does that look like? Let's write that story. Oh, that looks like connection and fellowship and making eye contact. And being tentative and letting go, sitting next to my partner, not accusing him of having emotions that, you know, I might fear that he's having. Engaging with him in an experience, not involving my child, teaching my child that we can be frustrated with one another and we can move past that emotion. And so that's your Tuesday truth. If there is a relational breakdown, try these four steps to get back on track. Choose your own adventure. Be willing to ask yourself, which set of consequences would you prefer? Forgiveness and humility, that creates connection. Whereas resentment and bitterness creates disconnection. Disconnection over time leads to the very thing that you fear the most, rejection and abandonment. But connection over time leads to the very thing that you are seeking, safety and stability. So hopefully this Tuesday truth and tip was helpful for you today. Don't forget, we have a group coming up January 26th on Fridays at 12 p.m. EST that includes access to the Mighty Network community. And that will begin, that group, it will begin January 26th, like I said, and you can sign up for it right on our website at www.skeetersstrength.com or www.thriveonlinecounseling.com. You can go ahead and click on the link support groups. You can choose to make a payment up front or you can pay over time um, every week. So if you have any questions on that front, you can reach out and let me know. But if not, I will see you next week for another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. Also, look out because we have recovery stories coming up. Bye-bye. Are you tired of feeling frustrated, resentful, or disconnected from your family, friends, and partner? Thrive Mind Body LLC Mindset Coaching and Counseling can help you. 
visit us on the web at thriveonlinecounseling.com. Again, that's thriveonlinecounseling.com. Thank you.